Working with a new client or organization is exciting. They trust you to tell their story, to communicate with their audiences, or help them build new ones, and help them succeed as an organization. You can't wait. You want to jump right in and get to work. But before you start looking for story ideas, planning events, or designing infographics, you have to develop an often overlooked part of communications, your strategic plan. Remember Hannibal Smith in the A-Team? Totally dates me. Do you remember the scene near the end of each show where he'd stand looking out on yet another improbable victory with his trusty cigar in hand and say, I love it when I throw a bunch of stuff against the wall and see what sticks? No, of course not. His memorable quote is, I love it when a plan comes together. Without a plan, Hannibal would be looking at the rubble around his feet crying, Why? Because we want to keep you from being in that position, we're going to discuss what a good communications plan should include on this week's Spin Sucks podcast episode. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. Welcome back to the Spin Sucks Podcast. I'm Jenny Dietrich. Whether you're working for an agency, a nonprofit, or a corporation, you need a solid plan. A good communications plan helps you set expectations early during a campaign. It defines success for the organization and better protects you from unrealistic or out-of-scope demands. Several years ago, we hosted a webinar with Benson Hedricks on how to craft a strategic plan. While it's a few years old, the message behind why and how to develop a great strategy has not changed. It shows you how you can create measurable objectives with solid strategy and tactics. It focuses on the four-step process and management by objectives, two very important ideas to help you develop strategies that make sense for you and your clients. It will help you develop your strategy chops. One of the great things about planning is that different people have different ways of developing plans. Almost none of them are ever completely wrong, but there are some basics to what you should include. Nearly every communicator prefers to jump right to tactics, and we forget about the research and plan phase of what we do. While it's certainly not as exciting as tactics, we should not do anything without it. Can you imagine being in a new city and having to find your way to a meeting without GPS, your phone, or a good old-fashioned map? That's what it's like when we try to run a communications program without a plan. We're trying to drive somewhere or run or walk somewhere without having any idea where we're going. If you dread annual planning or really have no idea where to start, this will help. There are 16 things every communications plan should have that will drive all marketing, business development, growth, and results. Money, 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 money. Let's dig in. The most important of your communications plan is to have a process. If you just stick some goals up on a whiteboard and call it a day, it won't work. However, if you have a process and it's implemented well, it will force you to confront challenges and contradictions that could trip future growth. It needs to be developed with colleagues who feel comfortable being brutally honest. The reason creating a communications plan is harder than it seems is that we often see what should be rather than what is. If you have colleagues who aren't on the client team or not in the communications or marketing department, use them. They'll have ideas that transcend your world. If you're a one-person show or have colleagues you don't trust, 
Use the SpinSux community. We love a good brainstorm session that spans several days. In today's virtual world, it can be a bit challenging. If you craft this process in person, you can get it done in a day or day and a half. But on Zoom or brainstorming in Slack, it may take you some time. For instance, I would never ask people to sit on a Zoom call for a full day or day and a half. I'd break it up into two-hour segments over several weeks. If you want your communications plan to drive real business results and you work in a B2B world, the objective will always be to increase conversions. If you're working with nonprofits, it will be to increase fundraisings or perhaps volunteers. And with consumer brands, it certainly depends on the organization, but I can't imagine you wouldn't want to affect sales in some way. From a B2B perspective, which is my expertise, this is where you'll state how many new customers you need by size, industry, and marketing needs. You can also describe here how much growth can come from existing customers. After all, it's far easier to grow existing customers than it is to obtain new ones. You should also say how much the increase should be and make it realistic enough that you can actually achieve it. For instance, you don't want to say that you'll add $10 million next year if you only added a million dollars this year. The objective is the what, what you want to achieve and make it measurable. For one client we're working with, the objective is to increase highly qualified marketing leads. We look at four things, quality of audience, origination, contribution, and conversion, which then leads to return on investment. For another, we look at the website and blog traffic that comes from organic content marketing and SEO and direct awareness and reputation at the top of the funnel. From there, we create opportunities for them to be marketing qualified leads, which means they subscribe to or download content. And then sales qualified, which means they're looking at case studies and testimonials. Maybe they've requested some more information or a demo, and then they become new customers. While we aren't in charge of converting from sales qualified to conversion, we definitely track where they came from. The third thing in your plan is goals. For some reason, goals are really difficult for communicators. When I worked at Fleischman Hillard, I got so tired of people asking me what a goal should include. I wrote a list of active words and posted it on my wall. It included words for goals and for strategies. And it actually became pretty funny because people would walk outside my office, look up at the wall, write things down and keep walking. That's what they were doing was looking at those because I was tired of answering that question. Today, that seems kind of silly, but it worked. And it taught people how to build goals just by looking at my wall. Your goals should be no more than five, ideally only three, and should be actionable. For instance, how will you reach your objective of increasing your conversions? You have to have goals that work backward from there. So you might increase website traffic from such and such to such and such, build an email database from X to X, increase marketing leads from X to X, increase marketing qualified leads, increase sales qualified leads, and convert X percent of sales qualified leads to customers. If you don't yet have the numbers you need to include in your goals, you can set benchmarks. For instance, I would craft a 60 or 75 day plan to set benchmarks and then go back and create the goals. For the aforementioned client, we started with a list of 250 prospects. We tagged them in the CRM as prospects and we got to work. If they subscribe to the blog, download some content or fill out a form, they become a marketing lead. Now we've hit our first three goals, increase website traffic, build the email database and increase marketing leads. At this point, the marketing and sales qualified leads that lead to conversion are different for each organization but this gives you a really good start. Number four is your strategy. So you're going to move into strategy, which will help you achieve your goals. It's how you do it. It becomes your map or your GPS. If your goal is to build an enhanced reputation to attract more clients in your target market, then your strategy has to be a sentence or two that describes how you'll do that. This is the vision of your communications plan. What does success look like a year from now? 
really think about what you've accomplished by the end. It could be three months, six months, a year, or five years. Imagine what the client or CEO is saying to you after a successful year. Write that down. Number five is your plan. Now it's time to actually start building your communications plan. Yay. You will need to get information from your client or the executive team to fill some of this in. They may delay getting you in the information or won't provide it at all. Fight for it. You cannot affect change in the organization unless you know where the business is going and how you can help it get there. If some of the following information does not yet exist, force a strategic planning session with your exec team. We will not work with a new client without that session, and we require every member of the executive team to sit in it. It's painful for some, and I once had a client CEO walk out because he didn't want to discuss growth in front of his team, but it created a communications plan worth its weight in gold. Number six is your executive summary, and this one's easy. It's a one-page recap of everything in your plan. It should sit on your desk so you can read daily. And this is what will go to the client or to the CEO as well. It should include mission, vision, core values, objective goals and strategies, key differentiators, key messages, a list of your communications tactics, any issues or challenges that came up in the initial planning meetings that you haven't yet solved, and a list of things you would like to do if resources open up, but they're not part of the main plan. Number seven are your key challenges. So during the meeting where you bring together colleagues from other departments, you're going to create a list of challenges that you're facing. These could be anything from a lazy salesperson to a commoditized business. Create a description of the products or services you want to market and what challenges you might face in doing so. For instance, we have productized our intellectual property for communicators and for agency owners. One of our challenges includes communicators who don't have budget control, which means they can't spend money on professional development. Or perhaps a competitor has more experience in an industry you want to enter, or your organization doesn't yet have the history a prospect would want. List every challenge you can foresee. And then number eight is the situation analysis, which is an identification of key industry status metrics. We have a client who does this quarterly. He includes what's going on economically from a global perspective, as well as industry metrics. It's incredibly helpful to see how things change from quarter to quarter and how the work that you're doing falls within the industry trends. Your situation analysis should include your overall goals and focus, your culture, your perceived strengths and weaknesses, and your market share position. Or as my little one would say, position, position, position. In just a minute, I'll be back to talk you through the other eight things every communication plan needs to include. I'll be right back. There are two things I want you to know about. The first is the Fundamentals of Media Measurement course that we just launched with Muckrack. And the second is the PESO Model Certification. Both will help you evolve your career this year as you learn how to measure your work using the PESO model to get you there. The Fundamentals of Media Measurement course can teach you how to measure your earned media efforts, create a successful measurement strategy, and report on your success. It will take you about two hours, but it has quick bite-sized lessons you can take when convenient. It has actionable tips, step-by-step -step approaches, and examples from Jonna Burke, Christopher Penn, and me. Go to mrac.co slash spinsucks to learn more, get registered, and start your measurement journey today. That's mrac.co slash spinsucks. Please be sure to use that link because I get a gold star every time someone registers, and I love gold stars. And for those of you who need to evolve your career, learn how to integrate the work you do with marketing and amp up your measurement efforts, the PESO model certification is for you. Step up your game with an academically accredited PESO model certification from Spin Sucks and the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. Learn more about that by going to spinsucks.com academy. 
or you can go to spinsucks.com and click on Academy in the navigation. And now back to the show. All right. Now that we have most of the strategic work out of the way, there are a couple more audits to do, and then you can get into tactics. See how much we've done before we even get into the tactics? Number nine is your customer analysis. The customer analysis in your communications plan could also be a brand persona creation. Who are the three or four customer types you want to attract? How many customers do you want to have by the end of the year? What are the values of your targeted customers? Include an overview of the decision process those prospects use to hire an organization like yours or your clients. Number 10, still not at tactics, competitor analysis. And now you get to do this. It should look at your own marketing position along with the market positions of your closest competition. I would also include the domain authority of all your competitors and a look at where they rank for your priority keywords. Moz and SEMrush will both let you do this automatically if you have $99 a month to spend. If you don't, you can do it manually and then update it monthly. It won't take you very long. It's just a spreadsheet and a Google search. Include any weaknesses that could curtail your efforts to compete effectively. All right, we're on 9, 10, 11, the implementation summary, which is an analysis of how you will use the above information to achieve your goals. This should be as specific as possible to allow for accountability. Who needs to do what and on what timeline? Do you need help from other departments? The answer is probably yes. Or will you work in a silo? The answer is definitely no. Write down a summary of the big things, product launches, events, speaking engagements, board meetings, and who will need to help. Number 12. Notice we're still not at tactics. We're at positioning statements. These could also be called key messages, if you prefer. It's the language you will use in your marketing materials to differentiate you from competitors. It should highlight your key service, mission, and qualitative skill sets. Number 13, cost strategy. It seems odd to have a cost strategy in your communications plan, but it's important to look at the overall business. In this case, the cost could definitely affect your ability to deliver results. Include an overview of the organization's pricing structure relative to that of the competitors and averages for the size of company, industry, and region. The more you can claim deep expertise, the more you can charge. In a PR agency, for instance, crisis communications experts do well here because they get paid based on their expertise, and it's a crisis, so people pay for that. Once you have this complete, you should consider posting pricing on your website. Many of you may not have control of that, but it's always a good conversation to have. I always still love to have that conversation, and people look at me like I'm crazy, and then eventually we get there. It can stay internal, for sure, if we decide not to put pricing on our website, but it's worth the conversation. And now, number 14, we can finally talk about tactics. This is where most communicators start. And you notice we have 14 things ahead of this. This is, there's so much that you have to do. So this is where you'll include the fun stuff. You're going to use the PESO model. You're going to add paid, earned, shared, and owned media. You're going to work with the marketing team to do email marketing and influencer relations. There's lots of things that you can do. You're going to create a new media room. You might build a cranberry bog in Times Square, which we actually did. Host a celebrity chef cook-off for catfish. Did that too. Or hold a fire ant funeral complete with a pastor and mourners. The pinnacle of my career. Go wild here. All of your tactics will work and be measurable because of all of the work you've done to this point. This should include tactics that fit within a PESA model, are integrated, and are measurable. It should include a detailed delineation of who on your team will implement specific elements of the plan and a timeline. 
Then we have changing market analysis. Forecast anticipated changes in the fiscal landscape of your target industries in the next three to five years. How will those changes affect you? For instance, no one, no one in a thousand years could have predicted a global pandemic which shut down businesses for several weeks. Actually, that's not entirely true. I think Bill Gates predicted it, but no one believed him. Guess we learned that lesson. I think we can all agree the past few years have been, well, special. Not only did we deal with a pandemic, the Death Valley recorded the hottest temperature ever. Three hurricanes hit landfall at the same time. Utah had days of earthquake. Murder hornets flew over Washington. Then there was social justice movements, a crazy presidential election fit in there as well. We have a climate crisis. We have values and brands that have to stand up for things that are happening. There seems to be a shooting in the United States of America every single day. Mass shooting, not just one person, but mass shooting. Not that one person is better than that, but mass shootings every single day. There's a lot going on. And the point is, is you have to be prepared for the outside forces that will affect your communications plan, even if you can't predict the specific instances like a global pandemic. And last but certainly not least, you must include metrics. If you did your work correctly up front, you already have your metrics. So go back to the goals section where we talked about we're going to increase website traffic from X to X. Those should be actual numbers. They shouldn't be X to X. Those numbers become your metrics. Please put numbers, not Xs. <laughs> if you need help building this part of your communications plan, we have plenty on the topic in Spin Sucks. And in the show notes for this podcast episode, I will link to all of them. Make sure you follow the smart structure when creating your communications plan. Are your objectives specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound? And then get your communications plan written. This is not an easy assignment, but the time is right. If you don't already have many of these things written down and in stone, it may take you several weeks of brainstorming and testing to get it right. You have enough time to get it done. Certainly between now and the end, no, oh, yes, you do. I didn't say now and the end of the quarter. Yes, you do. You have plenty of time to get it done between now and the end of the quarter, which is March 31st. So let's get it done. Work with colleagues in other departments. Focus a strategy session with executives. Ask for help in the Spin Sucks community. Access the organization's analytics and any other data you can get your hands on and then get to work. You will be happy you did. That one was a doozy, but this is incredibly important work. It's not easy, which is why most people don't do it. And it is lots easier and lots more fun to jump to tactics, which is why we almost always do that. But this is important work. I know we'd all love to skip it, just like we'd all love to love it if one workout a week kept us in tip-top shape. Or, you know, maybe that's me, but I actually cannot stay in tip-top shape with only one workout a week. So you can't skip it. You have to do the hard work. It'll be worth it. And to boot, the Pesomato certification, which we have available, will teach you exactly how to do all of this work and get you there in just eight short weeks. By the time you finish, you'll have your Pesomato plan ready for global domination. I'll see you next week. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review. 